Business of Farming podcast is presented to you by Kath Jenkins from RM Consulting and Beck Casey from Nature of Business Consulting. It is provided for educational purposes only. The information is general in nature and does not take into account your needs, goals or objectives. What that means is the information does not apply to you specifically. So please consider getting individual advice from either Beck or Kath or from the licensed and trusted professional before acting on any information. Hello Beck, how are you? Good, Kath, how are you this morning? I'm going well. Another um, episode underway. And yes, another little quick short explanation of financial terms. That's right. And some tools that um, this session we're going to be talking about a tool that's actually quite useful to use, um, you know, regularly within your business for your business management. So we're going to have a chat about cash flow forecasts. Yeah, so we're actually um, we're going back to the profit and loss and we're taking it back. So we're taking it a step back to where you get the information for the profit and loss. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, and this, the cash flow forecast really is about what happens in your business day to day. It's about buying stuff, selling stuff, and it's about making sure that you can pay for things that you want to buy. It's about cash, isn't it? It Yeah, exactly right. Solely about cash. That's it's right. About what's as, coming in and what's going out. That's right. And as we talked about um, in the profit and loss episode, the profit and loss statement is really a bit of a summary of all the income and expenses um, that happened within that twelve month period. Yeah. Um, that w- that were purchased or sold within the business. Um, but as we talked about, capital items aren't included within the profit mm-hmm. and loss. But capital items will be needed to be put in the cash flow because actually you need the cash to go and to pay To be able to stuff. do them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so it is really important when you're talking about cash flow that you do keep that in mind. It is all about the cash. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you can afford, and it does all fit, yeah. what you want to do. The business yeah. operations, capital purchases, everything. Thing. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, and then even there too, um, thinking about, you know, tax obligations. So, you know, that's going to be a, ca- a requirement for some cash is to pay your tax. Um, your tax isn't written in your financial statements anywhere. I might be in your in your balance sheet as a liability. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, so this is the place where you can um, figure out how much cash you've got coming in, how much cash is going out. And then from that, working out, is there, have you got enough cash to pay for stuff or do you need to go and get cash from somewhere else? And then that's obviously a whole other question. So this is like the um, the control point of the business, isn't it, Kath? Yeah, I think so. This is I, where you, you do your planning, where you do your budgeting yep. and where yeah. everything actually stems from. That's right. And you can also use a cash flow forecast as a review tool as well. Um, you know, going to tool. Yeah, and to go back and say, well, how did I go there? You know, I said in March I was going to um, have, you know, X amount of income and it turned out I had double. Why was that? Um, yeah, might be a bit of explanation in there. You know, maybe maybe you forward sold something for April and you had no cash coming in in April. Um, yeah. But, yeah, when you've got the cash flow there all laid out, it, it does. It really gives you a really good um, forecast, really. 
That's what it's called. And I think when we actually put cash flow into our farming businesses, and it's not going to matter what kind of farming business you have, it's also really important to make sure you're actually comparing seasonal conditions with your cash flow because yeah. sometimes you can look back on previous cash flows and go, oh, my God, what happened here? Yeah. When And if you don't have that collaborative data to explain it it becomes a bit of a black hole yeah that's right and really important when you're looking at the or when you're preparing your cash flow um we talked about this before offline about how you and i prepare a cash flow and we both do go and grab our profit and loss statement um to say okay what's the sort of numbers that we're looking at for the total for the year here yeah um, now, this is also assuming that we're going on a financial year when we're preparing a cash flow too yes. because some people might want to do a calendar year depending on their type of business and type of production system. But let's just assume for the moment that we're going on a financial year. Yeah, so I kind of get the profit and loss from the last couple of years and then yep. go, rightio, so what was my income? Um, you know, what are some of the key expense items? And then have a look at that. Um but really important not to fall in the trap of um, if you're setting up a 12-monthly cash flow, so you've got a, you know, all your different income and expense items listed down the left-hand side of the page. You've got a column for each month along the top. Yeah. But, yeah, really important. Just say you spent um, – just say your income for cattle sales was $100,000. Now, you're not just going to divide that by 12 and put that in your cash flow to say we are going to get $100,000 spread equally over the 12 months because that is not how farming works. No. No, no, we all know that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, where you get your profit and loss and you've got your 100,000 cattle sales, really important then to then go back, you know, maybe you've got to get your um, your actual cash receipts out, um, you know, or go back through your BAS statements or something from the last year to say, well, when did I actually do those cattle sales? When, when did they happen? Was it just after calving? Was it before calving? Was it at the store sale in January? You know, when was it? Yeah, yeah. And there's also other bits of information that I think that you need to collect before you do your cash flow statements, like using livestock sales as an example. What are the markets doing? Mm. Or how wet is the farm during winter? Or how much fodder was I, was I be able to produce the previous yeah. spring? Yeah. There's yeah. so much information when actually sitting down to prepare your cash flow that you need to gather to make yeah. sure that it is as realistic as it can be because there's no yeah. point spending time trying to prepare a budget and a cash flow no. if it's going to get put in a drawer and not looked at for the financial year. Yeah, that's right. You've got to be able to use it and um, it's also important to make sure that information is as accurate as possible so that you can make the adjustments to it um, if exactly. they're needed. So there's no point talking up cattle sales for example yes the reality is that you're not actually going to do that many um the same with the costings if you really think that the um you know if you're feeding cattle and you really think you're going to run out of hay then put in a little bit of a surplus there to a buffer to buy some hay and yeah figure that out yeah that's right yeah there's a lot you really need to have yes a lot you need to think about 
um, I mean, it's really a budgeting process in a way, isn't it? Well, um, it is. Yeah. You need to know what your plan is for the business in terms of, you know, what yeah. are you actually going to be doing this year? How many paddocks are you going to sow? And that's where you when you were saying that you take your um, your profit and loss, we do it a little bit differently because, as you know, we've just brought the other farm. It, it sort of comes down to what do we need to do to get to where we want to go yeah, and then work forward that way. Yeah. So there's not there's not even one way or a set way that you can actually sit down yeah. and do your cash flow and your budgeting. There's yeah. many different ways that you can actually attack it. Yeah, that's right. And then in terms of monitoring your performance or, you know, checking on how, how you're going, yeah. um, you know, particularly in agriculture where things can change um, and we can have months where there's no income coming in. We can have several months where there's no yeah. income coming in in some businesses um, and then you can have a lot of, you know, in cropping businesses, they've got a lot of expenses up front at the um you know, the, in the third quarter, April, um, what's it called? Autumn. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, but then they, you know, depending on when they're selling their crops, it's it's going to come in at a different time of the year. It's not necessarily coming in, coming out um, as, it, as it is with some other businesses like manufacturing and things like that. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a super important tool. It's a really handy tool for agriculture, for farming particularly. Yeah, exactly. And we've spoken about benchmarking before. This is like the crux of where it all comes from. Yeah. This is where you put your benchmarking and some people call them markers, other people call them all sorts of different things. But this is where all that happens. Yeah, and being able to... Um, you know, do compare. So, you know, go set set your budget up, start of July, off you go. Like you said, don't just flick it in the drawer, pull it out, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. at the end of every month, maybe at the end of every quarter, depending on what you want to do and the sense, you know, how you feel like you're going as well. But certainly, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah in tough times, I think you probably want to pull, pull it out of the drawer and sit down and have a really good look at it. Um, yeah. Play around with some numbers and, and see can be a great tool for problem solving as well you know in terms of can yeah but sometimes budgets broken down well cash flows sorry not budgets as such cash flows broken down into 10 days it doesn't actually help it Mm. can become very tedious and very yeah very overwhelming yeah so you are even even a month for me sometimes can be a little bit too much yes but I'm um, I'm a three month girl. Yeah, pulling it out and looking at the overall pitch of three months, because yep. as we've said before, and even in previous podcasts, farming isn't a straight line. It's a wave. It goes up. It goes down. It goes up. It goes yep. down. And you could have two ups and a down in a quarter. But if yep. you break it down into ten days, you can be on a massive low. And then all of a sudden, you get those <gasps> "What am I going to do?" feelings all over yep. again. When yep. when you look at the overall picture, mm. it does turn out to be okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and in terms of you know setting it up. Obviously, you can do one a paper a paper version. They're not they're not hard to set up. Um, 
but there's also too obviously on the computer internet you know google there's heaps of templates online templates um depending on the industry you're in there's probably your yeah. own research and development corporation probably has um i know some of them certainly do about understanding um you know going to that farm business management section there there's overseas sites that have really good ones as well um but yeah and even again have a chat to your accountant if you want to be able to have the the financial statements talk to each other relatively easy or to be able yeah. to use together have a chat to your accountant about what are the categories that they're using for for items within the profit and loss statement you might want to match them up you might find them really useless as yeah. well um, yeah, so just sort of tweaking around with those things. But um, a lot yeah. of the online accounting programs have their own templates now for cash flows too. Yeah, they do too. Yeah, can make it really easy. And some really good reporting tools in there. If yeah. you if you like to build your own and play around with your own one, some really good ways you can feed in info from there. Um, and the same with whatever type of business you're running. Um, you know, I've seen some really super duper cash flows um, set up that have got the front page is the cash flow then they've got worksheets for all you know for so many different parts of their business yeah um, all feed in to just give one little number on the front page as a cash flow which might be an income or an expense item or something like that um yeah so they're a bit of fun i love playing around with them um i must confess i'm not that good at um picking them up and reviewing them <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It is really it's a really valuable exercise. Um, yeah, and have a chat to your banker too because um, they'll have some ideas on the types of information that they're looking for in a cash flow. Yeah, and, and a lot of them have their own templates too, Kath. That's yeah. another really good point. Yes, they do. Yeah, and, you know, they'll be looking at it from a debt servicing point of view um, yeah. quite often. So, yeah, different ways you can format it so that, you know, depending on um, if you've what got... What information's being used yeah. for, how to present yeah. it. To really present it, yeah. And if you really just want to know, you know, what's my over, what overdraft limit do I need for the year? Um, yeah, just yeah, making sure you get that opening and closing balance at the bottom or the top or wherever you put it, and then just bearing in mind that that's a month. Um, you know, it doesn't account for the fluctuations in your balance during yeah. within that month. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yet again, another topic that we could keep talking about for hours and hours. I could because it's all about the planning and the budgeting. Yeah. 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 I'm into the, I love building my own cash flows, um, sit there and play around them with in an, in an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, That's my little thing that I like doing, but, um, each to their own. Exactly. There's plenty of support for those people that don't, um, that don't, you know, don't want to sit down. Yeah. Yeah. There is plenty, plenty of support, support out, there. out there. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just Google that and, yeah, follow follow your usual leads or ask people around you that you trust um, where, yeah. they, where they get support from. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Another... Another great chat, Beck. Today, you and I didn't feel like we needed any experts to come in. We thought we had this one no. covered. So hopefully, hopefully exactly. our listeners will come home. Yeah. But yeah, we might we might actually um see if we can't get an accountant in during yeah. the season one to actually talk about the yeah. crux of all those financial statements. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and what goes on behind, you know, once you drop your things off or it hits end, you know, what do they actually do with everything? It'd be interesting to talk to them about that side of things. Yeah, it would. Yeah. We'll see how we go with that one. Wow, Kath, what an episode. How are we going to follow this one up next week? 
I feel like we need a change of scenery, Beck. I think we need to talk about some machines, okay? Let's get someone along that knows a little bit about machinery and how about we throw in a bit of risk management as well? How does that sound? Oh, machines and risk. This is going to be good. It is going to be good. Let's get an expert in that's used to playing around with machinery. That should be fun. Uh, We'll throw in a bit of risk there too just to keep it a little bit more exciting. Perfect. Well, we will see you next week. Will do. (laughs) 